the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Matt. Matt, it's on this episode. It's going to be okay to be mean to me. I mean, mean. I want you to be mean. I want you to be mean. Yeah. Mean, yeah. mean. Yeah. Hardcore, hardcore, hardcore boy. Hardcore, <laughs> hardcore, hardcore boy. Yes. <laughs> um, and so if you don't know what we're talking about, as always, uh, pause the podcast, but not yet because you're not, I'm not telling you what we're, what we're referencing. We're referencing, uh, Cincinnati trash pop band tweens. Uh, and so go ahead. If you have not listened to tweens self-titled uh, debut, which came out earlier this month, um, um, you know, pause and meet us back here in 20 to 25 minutes or so. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, and yeah, so uh, w- w- I'm really excited to be uh, discussing this band. Uh, I, I, as By way of like transition, um, you know, I think that in these new music uh, sections of the um, – the the of the of the podcast the uh, sequence of albums that uh, that we go is often kind of free associative um, and I often go from uh, it's not exactly chronological by release date but either something that we discussed on a previous episode or the band that we discussed on a previous ev- episode um, makes me uh, think of something else that's interesting and part of why we're going from the hold steady to tweens uh, is two. I mean, there are two reasons that made me make this connection. I mean, tweens was on my short list to discuss, but why we're discussing them now is number one, um, their debut album is on French Kiss Records, uh, which is the New York-based uh, independent label uh, that actually the Hold City's first two albums uh, were released on, um, and is a um, and is a label run by um, a mem- one of the members of uh, Les Savi Favre, um, a a band, a, a post punk band that we've talked about a lot uh, about a few times on this podcast uh and who actually is uh several members of which are uh in the house band for uh late night with south uh for the seth Meyers show uh now but anyhow uh, and then the second is that tweens are from cincinnati uh ohio and it's one of these hearts of da- of the dark midwestern cities uh that uh um that the hold steady uh, talks a lot about in their lyrics, and we talked a lot a bit about in last week's podcast. We've been we've been on a on a tour of the flyover states with uh, with bright eyes and with um, you know uh, with with the hold steady and now this. Well, I think that I mean, in some ways, one thing that I we didn't get to talk about in the hold steady is that I see a lot of the um, of the hold steady's entire body of work as kind of. A, a re-cremastering of America, um, of, 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 you know, that a lot of the hold study of the early history of the hold study and a lot of the lyrical concerns are about looking back uh, on the Midwest from New York City. Um, and so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, it's a, almost a version, a, a different version of that, uh, you know, that famous New Yorker uh, cover that's like the view from Fifth Avenue or whatever right. it is, right? And and how everything is so New York-centric. Right, it's, like the, it, it's like the view from Minneapolis, right? Right. And the twin it's, it's, it's kind of the, it's you put a mirror in Minneapolis and then you go to, um, and then you go to Brooklyn and then you look back at, and at the mirror uh, of, of Minneapolis, right? And so it's, it's and, and, and they, they both are 
are there, right? And so that there's, you know, if the, um, you know, the, the Kermaster field was the, you know, the role of the Empire State Building and articulating the kind of geography of, you know, Manhattan and, uh, and Brooklyn in the Gossip Girl series uh, that we talked about uh, a lot uh, in, in that part of our podcast, that a lot of the hold steady was kind of almost moving from a you know what you would call a flyover state or what's you know what's commonly called flyover state or a you know kind of periphery in the center of the country to the center in the peripheral in the geographic periphery of the country right um and so that this kind of articulation of kind of cultural power and space uh is a lot of what's going on the uh, in the hold studies work especially because like in the in the first album that we talked about uh a bit last week is all about kind of being in Brooklyn and kind of differentiating oneself from what's going on in Brooklyn. And so I think that, yeah, that I think that there's a lot of interesting as we kind of go through contemporary, um, you know, independent music, indie pop music, um, this kind of understanding the mix of things that are coming from, you know, centers versus peripheries and the kind of ebb and flow between these um, spaces uh, is, is really interesting and uh, something to keep um, keep one's eye on. Um, and so I think that, uh, and and so Tweens' uh, identity as being from Cincinnati um, I think is an interesting piece of that. I mean, I've, uh, Cincinnati is not a city I know a lot about. I've been to, um, I've been to Cleveland and I've been to some other cities in the kind of, you know, in, in the over, in the general region. Although I guess that, but I, you know, I've been to I've been to Pittsburgh, um, and I've been to kind of cities to the west of Cincinnati, but I've never kind of hit uh, hit that on on the head. Um, and so, yeah, I think in, in terms of where to start, um, there's a lot of different uh, questions I could ask. But let's go let's go classic. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, these tweens are they for real? Well, no. I mean, like, in the <laughs> in the sense that they're not tweens. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, I am I am disappointed in the false advertising. I was expecting actual right. like, you know, I don't know, Ariana Grande listening 12 year olds to like be singing covers of Let It Go from Frozen into their cell phones and like posting it on on Snap tracks or, you know, whatever the Snapchat of of whatever the Snapchat of Bandcamp is. Right. Like, uh, I, and, and I wanted this so much. And, and what I didn't expect was something that sounded like the kind of ska punk, uh, girl groups, uh, that I was aware of, like in the mid nineties. Right. So, like, so what, uh, what's, uh, are you thinking specifically of, uh, save, was it save Ferris? Um, or what ska punk girl groups are you thinking of? Well, uh, God, what's, it's been so long. Um, I'm thinking of like, and this is actually maybe more more punk and less ska. I'm thinking of um, like Tilt, uh, and um, yeah, I'm thinking of like Tilt. I'm thinking of maybe like early Breeders, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking of like uh, the, Do- the Donnas. I yeah, think are I another. Guess not not the the whole ska thing was a was a different thing. And then what else? What else? Like L Seven, though they were kind of a different thing was happening at the time. You know, but this these these sort of so here's here's what right here here's what reminds me of it. The the fact the, not fact the the quality of kind of being a glorious shambling mess. 
that's held together by exuberance, right? Mm-hmm. And and like extremely fast tempos, uh, uh, you know, simple simple like punk like melodic materials, female fronted bands. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah. And the sense the, you know, and, and a sense of kind of gleeful, uh, uh, thwarting of expectations or, or of, of sort of experimentation, right? Like, uh, you said that this was a, a, a trash pop band, or at least they, they self-identify, right? Right, right, right. right. Exactly. A, they self, they, they, I think actively use the label of uh, trash pop and it's been picked up, um, by the music press with the same vigor as noise punk has been for, for perfect pussy. Right. And sure. So, and I like, I like, um, I sort of wonder about that because that is a very Madison Avenue move, right? That's like very consistent branding, you know, in their messaging across multiple media platforms. Right. And 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 that like that bespeaks, I think, a certain amount of sophistication um, in how you're doing your marketing, which is not punk. Right. Like, <laughs> well, well, we're telling everyone <laughs> like savvy marketing is not punk. And I'm telling everyone. But isn't it? I mean, because, as, you know, going back to um, like, you know, who had like a really consistent brand identity, um, like the Ramones, uh, the Sex Pistols, like actually have. Having um, having like really consistent, um, you know, or or Black Flag, who we talked about, um, right? Black Flag had a a very consistent typeface uh, album design and kind of a logo, right? So that there is something in a lot of um, either the the classic hardcore um, or uh, in in kind of British um, British punk. Uh, or you know, or, or the Ramones, kind of the the first wave of American punk. All of these actually did very carefully, um, you know that it's 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 weird it, that it's certainly not punk in in the the discourse of punk, and yet it's very punk in the way that punk was practiced, right? That it's that it it's very um, it's very actual punk uh it's very it's very true to the actual kind of um punk the, the, to the to the punk ulteriority the, uh, the punk or yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um and and i think that that's really interesting um and in some ways you know compared to I, again i think about like the font of that i associate with ramones or um some of the other um you know some other things which may have been added on after some things like like I don't know exactly the history of the you know the um there's a famous um Ramones logo and t-shirt that is the um like the presidential seal with the names of the um of of uh, each of the Ramones um but yeah so I think that there's a lot of this um it, it's interesting to think about what kind of brand management and marketing means uh, with respect to some of the other elements of punk. The but ones they call, I mean, so they, uh, the ones that have to do with uh, the political message, you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially anti-authority, anti-corporate, um, like anarchist type, uh, type things. Um, but I guess then there's a flip side about communitarianism and um and kind of identity or kind of you know authenticity to self and so that you know being um right it's you know it's not 
it's it's punk it's not normcore right <laughs> um and and that w- w- by which i mean that the you know punk's mode of of being different you, to be different you still have to be something mm-hmm. right and so um and 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 so and and that's you know at least at this time and right part of the you know the discourse around normcore is that every way of being different has has happened and that there's that that once the, the difference becomes like sameness immediately so that you, you one should embrace sameness in fashion and in and in taste right is the kind of at least you know the the quick pitch for uh for normcore and so i think that it's not totally um you know it, it's not totally inconsistent that you would have um kind of brand identity um it, you know or brand identity associated with a a punk band insofar as a person who is an individual has an identity but again this gets back to the question of of realness you know well, that? yeah, because that's what I mean. I wanted to point out that, like, though though I kind of reference them in my head for some aesthetic reasons to the punk, to the like some female front fronted punk and like grunge punk groups that I grew up listening to. And I don't know why. I don't know why like ska also came to mind. Probably because it was kind of happening around the same time. <laughs> um, but like, um, well, and, and ska shares a lot. Kind of, I mean, the ska that was happening around the same time had a a pretty strong you know DN, genetic re- relationship or kind of you know sonic gen, sonically genetic relationship um with pop punk right and so yeah. that i think that you know the the bigger umbrella might be a pop punk and or kind of alternate alternative riot girl and by alternative riot girl i mean like mainstreamed riot girl right. or something like that yeah right like yeah exactly freedom is slavery alternative is mainstream <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and tweens but so okay so they call themselves a, a trash pop thing and and it's interesting that in my mind it's it's being referenced to these these sort of uh, these uh, female-fronted uh, punk groups from my tween years that like were that seemed to me to have a more um, foregrounded political project rather than than tweens and 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 also like L Seven was I mean it was sort of as much a grunge band as they were a, a punk band right and and like was part of that like grunge. Uh, uh, rebellion against a certain kind of of uh, record producing or or a certain kind of like music business uh, organization, right? And so there was that side of the political project as well that looks not, that looks not only outward at society but inward at the means of of uh, musical production, and large scale musical production, and you know takes a position on that as well, right? Like I'm not sure what. Tweens. I mean, like, I, I have questions about the name. I have questions about the genre. I have questions about the whole idea of genre. And we haven't even we haven't even like uh, listened to to any of the any of the songs. But there, what does it mean to be a pop band that kind of sounds a little punk um, in in the sense of you know. I don't want to say sloppiness because I feel like that's uh, that's degrading to it, but but in a in a rejection of um, in a rejection of uh, polish and finesse and, and virtuosity. Um, yeah, like well, I think, but, that, th- but I mean, to call yourself a pop band. Yeah, yeah, and I think that part of this is the other piece of what is in the kind of 
musical DNA, and this can kind of uh, 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 maybe segue us into the, some of the songs, or at least talking about the music as, as a whole, is the other piece of what I think is part of the kind of, you know, the gumbo that is is trash pop is um, an earlier kind of girl group, um, like uh, girl group or bubblegum pop. Um, and, you know, this kind of, you know, what we actually talked about um, actually... Right, there's actually a lot of similarities between the Tweens record and um, and and Meet the Beatles, right? Or uh, with the Beatles, um, which I guess was the the British version that we discussed, right? In that there was a lot of this engagement with the um, you know with with Brill Building sound and with uh, you know girl girl group and uh, and kind of the pop of the fifties. Uh, 50s and early 60s, the kind of pre-Beatles pop. Um, and I think that that is there a lot. And I think that, you know, I think what's partially telling um, as a, or a clue here, um, and, and it's referenced in some of the, um, you know, the, the secondary literature, some interviews, uh, is... Um, you know the is is the song I'm going to steal your bro, uh, uh, your boyfriend, uh, which is by a Cincinnati girl group uh, called um, the um, I believe it was called the was it the Teardrops or something like that, um, and that that idea of stealing your boyfriend and kind of this the the type of um, of 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 sexuality and kind of that's being that's being expressed there. I think that. You know, so one way, so the part of being trashy here is engaging kind of willfully in behavior that is kind of, you know, punished within within gender norms of of essentially the types of things that would possibly um, get you know either a slight kind of you know passive aggressive response from society or active things uh, you know active you know slut shaming or or kind of um you know something that behavior that would be uh, uh deemed unacceptable or or trashy right so that the there's a trashiness in the kind of you know the the in the ways in which it is Noisy in the ways in which it is, um, you know, uh, uh, sonically, um, you know, kind of sloppy. But I think that uh, it's also, I think there's also a trashiness in engaging with with behavior that gets um, gets judged and gets gets um, labeled by by society. Um, and so, if there is a um, a, a political project of tweens. It's in doing that, or in, it's in writing songs about these things. Writing songs um, about, you know, McMicken is about the neighborhood of um, Cincinnati that's uh, known for for prostitution, um, and you know, this uh, and there's a lyric of something to the effect of, um, you know, we're real tough bitches because we're self-employed. Um, and there are are other lyrics, you know. There are the, these lyrics about boredom and about. Um, and again, I think that another really um, important one is the um, is be mean, right? Where, where the lyric is, you know, be mean to me because sweetness is killing me, mm-hmm. right? And so that there's a lot of these types of the expressions of what is wanted that go against. Um, certain archetypes um, and kind of um, you know push at these at the space between you know it, it's if there's a political project it's in attacking the kind of facade of the virgin horror dichotomy mm-hmm. right 
Uh, sure. I mean, do you think it's that, do you think it's that well, well thought out or if it's, or, or do you think it's a kind of like, uh, aggressive, energetic, youthful rebellion that, that just happens to do that as a side effect? I don't know. I I don't know that I'm, I'm, um, in a place to, to, you know, to, to talk about like intent. I think that it, it, I think it achieves that, um, yeah, I suppose, right? Like uh, the author is dead and whatnot. And I think that I think that there is a you know there is I mean I think that there is enough. I, and again, I think this this fits with um, like the, the you know identifying the actual kind of amount of branding and kind of consistency uh, brand consistency that you see in. Um, the the kind of publicity and and every kind of element of of tweens and kind of goes through the history of punk that there is a fair amount of like i think that those um the extent to which there is a consistency external to the work itself and then you see resonances of that within the work um it leads me to believe that there is a fair amount of thought and care that has gone into this. And even though there is a tremendous amount of um, youthful energy and, you know, there's an amazing um, live show that we'll, we'll put in the show notes um, from about a year ago. It's in, you know, something that appears to be a basement or living room. Um, and it's, and it, it's an amazing show to watch. Uh, if you don't have time to watch all this, about 30, 40 minutes, um, just go forward in like increments to see the, um, the band get sweatier and sweatier (laughs) and, and like, and, um, and, and to get, um, and to see, um, you know, just, uh, you know, to, to see the, you know, mascara starting to run and, you know, just, uh, and, and the audience getting, getting sweatier as well. So there is that kind of, you know, and, um, you know, sweaty, sloppy energy. And then there's, you know, lots of feedback and, 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 you know, bits of the, of the types of noise that we talked about in the uh, perfect, uh, pussy album. But I think that there is a lot of, um, you know, uh, of thought as well. So you just, because there is, um, in, uh, in some ways, the fact that it feels so, uh, given all of the other amounts of kind of thought and care that uh, there are in elements of this, the fact that it feels so effortless and just a product of, um, you know, kind of, a, you know, ebullient, um, uh, youthful energy and rebellious energy means that it makes me even feel even more so that there's some, uh, th- that it's deliberate, <laughs> uh, if that makes sense, uh, that, that it, it that, uh, it, it can, it, it takes a lot of work to look, to feel that natural. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and again, it gets back to this kind of the, um, you know, the specific, right. So it's a, it's a, it's a tremendously real artifice. <laughs> the uh yeah they they make me feel like a natural woman i'm linking up this uh this live show which is truly amazing in the in the show notes um it's at a venue called the bitch nest which just makes it uh, a lot more alluring yeah absolutely um and so i don't know i mean so what are your, what are your 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 thoughts on this matt like in terms of um you know thinking about uh you know, maybe how some of the particular songs uh, or the sound of the songs uh, interface with, you know, understanding the, you know, both the genre and the kind of, you know, project of the of the band. Yeah, I mean, I think that the point that you made about Brill Building Pop was was very uh, is like apt is is 
is right on point because the like the the um uh in like the uh in the idea of like I'm going to steal your boyfriend or I want you to be mean or you know there there's there's a rejection not only of of a certain kind of gender uh virgin horde dichotomy or a certain kind of like gender roles um a certain kind of normative gender roles claim made by the larger society. There is a rejection of a whole history of music that, uh, that celebrates and kind of polices those norms, um, Mm -hmm. as well, uh, of, of which I think of like doo-wop music being, you know, one of the prime offenders of this, like girl, girl groups and like stuff like my boyfriend's back and, and this like, uh, you know, and then he kissed me and stuff that you'd hear that, that, you know, you, my mother, listens to on oldies going, radio going to the chapel and, and we're going to get married right? yeah exactly and and it's i mean it's interesting like the did you hear the the like the one three one yeah uh rhythm on like uh that kind of recurs on some on some of these tracks and i thought like well that is that is some heavy irony there doing the you know doing the like the surf clap right um backbeat clap on the uh on on the tweens record especially when it's when it's um uh when it's set against that kind of thing now then again um i'm going to steal your boyfriend like is to a certain extent is a better written song right by which i mean it's it's more sophisticated it has more kinds of variety um it's more harmonically sophisticated right there are more than there are more than like three or four chords which like it's not it is like these are sort of three chord punk songs um on on tweens, but like, um, so so it kind of not that it's undercut, but but there is like I want to stick up for, um, well, and and we've talked a little bit before, like sticking up for Brill Building Pop, oh, yeah, as being good, right, as being like a good example of craft, right, like good, well well crafted, the well made song, you know, like the well made play uh, of the of the kind of the melodramas of the the nineteenth century, which are interminable and didactic now, but which at the time were uh, were all the rage. Um, like uh, Camille or a glass of water or like, uh, um, oh God, what's the one I'm thinking of? The second Mrs. Tankery, which gets referenced in, in Downton Abbey. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there, there's this, um, I mean, I don't know. It's sort of, it's sort of, I don't know. It sort of cuts both ways. The thing that I found interesting in the Pitchfork review was that they, they point out that, that the National are also from, from Cincinnati, uh, right, which is like you know, the national are the opposite of tweens, both <laughs> in terms of being the opposite of actual tweens and of the band tweens, right. in a lot of ways. Um, do you, what do you think? I mean, we haven't sort of talked about the name, right? Like, what do, what do you think uh, of the name? I mean, I think that I, I was thinking about this um, a lot. I, I feel like you know, some one way that I read it of you know. It, so I think that there is I think that that the the more the the most so the most immediate reaction is that it's just kind of like that it's just 
ironic. That's just a cute name of you know, this is a word that's talked about a lot. Um, and we're going to um, we're going to say that we're going to kind of claim this and and uh, and claim tweenness, uh, even though we are obviously not tweens. Um, but and I, I feel like that was like the first read of you know in just um, you know in, in engaging with the band and knowing the basics that there were not tweens in the band, um, and then I think a second um, a second which I think is is probably not a super strong interpretation, but um, is that there is a you know on their band camp when you look at the merchandise that they that they have um available um they say uh everything a tween needs right and that there's a patch and a sticker sheet especially um that has a a kind of a retro uh a retro vibe um and i think that there's a slight claim in the way that the hold study was you know creating a claim of um you know, uh, of membership in, of, of some kind of, um, you know, identity group that there seems to be a possibility of creating, you know, that, and, and you kind of see this in, um, the video for, um, be mean as well, that there's the, the, a lot of the, um, these, these kind of intertitles, um, are about tweens do this, doing this to a tween and kind of re like asserting that there is a category of people named tween uh, called tweens that don't really correspond to contemporary usage. And so there's some kind of, um, you know, creation of a, a group of, of tweens. Yeah. I mean, Um, it's right. So like between, right. Betweenness. Yes. Right. Raises the question of, of between, between what, what, right. Like, and it's, it's Midwestern. So it's sort of between the coasts and it's, it's, you know, geographically a tween and also a tween in terms of the kind of dominant media centers of the country, though the internet is, is leveling some of that out. But I mean, you talked about sort of re-cremastering America, right. The point of the cremastering, Master field is that it's between, right? That 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 sort of straight up uh, rises the apotheosis of the cremaster field between whatever the two poles mm-hmm. uh, of the cremaster field are, and that's a sense of of betweenness. So I what think- we're saying is that we could call them the taints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because right, exactly, because because they taint they taint from Brooklyn and they taint from Seattle, you know, right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but but then there's there's kind of a I don't know the the, the um, it's kind of a betweenness in in what they sing about, right? Like being being self employed is is sort of um, an economic claim. Like I I don't have a boss, but it's also it's also a, I think a claim about like self involvement, right? Like my employment is myself. I'm in the business of I'm in the business of me. And Not business o- is good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like a lot of this stuff, like ma- you know, Mama Don't Wait Up. Uh, actually, Mama Don't Wait Up was one of the songs I was thinking about when I when I um or or whatever the exact title is. Um, it's called, yeah, I think it's called Wait Up. I believe. Sure, and it's it's uh, like I'm. Don't you wait know, up. Don't wait up. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out late. Right, like, and uh, you know that that is like one of these. You know, that's the answer to like wake up, little Susie. Right, like no, no, mom, we're we're totally doing it in the movie theater. Right, like don't don't wait up. Seriously, you know. Uh, 
but uh you know that's that's a um were songs like Bored in the City, which was another one that I wanted to talk about a little bit, right? Like bored boredness is like an is an experience of betweenness, right? Because you're sort of between activities and you're sort of filling you're sort of filling time uh or or sort of experiencing the passion the passage of time in a way that you find oppressive. Um so, so, you know, I don't know, being bored, being out late, being not where you're supposed to be, right. Seem to be, seem to be concerns of the concerns of the songwriting. I think there's another, I mean, I think another way to read, I think all of these, um, songs is that, you know, another, uh, you know, way to interpret the, you know, who are the tweens are actually the millennials and there are the, and that, that there is, it's, and, 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 or specifically like a broader group of kind of post collegiate 20 somethings who are, who have moved back in with parents or have not ever moved out um, from parents. And that there, and there's this kind of, you know, there's, there's, been, there's been talk and I know we've talked about it um, on here and on, um, you know, it's been one, one of the more talked about kinds of things uh, on overthinking that kind of comes up again and again um, about kind of a, a prolonged adolescence. And I think that there's, I mean, what is, I, there's a potential claim here that there's almost a prolonged, you know, that, that in fact, a pr- the prolonged adolescence um, is is something of our generation, and the um, millennials are actually um, experiencing a prolonged pre pre adolescence. Yeah, or a second, almost a second pre adolescence, right? Because right. you become right. like because right. right, right, the right. first adolescence has to do with with sexual agency, right? A lot, yeah. a lot of it does. I, I think the second ad- adolescence has to do with economic agency, yeah. right? And that you you enter like and and actually this happened. To a lot of our friends, um, like you enter, uh, there is kind of a a long incubation period post college uh, that may involve graduate school or may involve like shitty jobs or or something. Then you enter a kind of you enter a kind of economic adolescence in your late in your late twenties where you sort of become you begin to become potent. <laughs> Economically, right. right? Like you begin to achieve whatever. You emerge from your cocoon, right? <laughs> yeah, or you know, and and um, you grow some some hair down there in terms of your earning potential, right? right? And that and and like into into the thirties, some of that like um, and like into into an adulthood, and that's I mean that's a very interesting that's a very interesting phenomenon, and that and this is like a uh, a trash. A trash punk record uh, or trash pop record is an interesting way to talk about it, right? Because it's like uh, a lot of the things, a lot of the things that we talk about, about bricolage, about reference, um, you know, have to do with um, uh, our our kind of practices, you know, of the tween. And and I'm thinking of of tween girls because this is a, a female fronted band because the overwhelming color of the album cover is pink and also because i think it's sort of uh 
I think like the adolescent female experience is probably a lot more nuanced than the adolescent male experience. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I will say that, you know, the album cover itself is itself, um, you know, a, it's, it's like ye old Tumblr, right? Because it is a, a set of, of, um, you know, a composition, a still life made of, um, of, of found artifacts of, of knickknacks, um, and, you know, thrift store type, uh, tchotchkes, uh, and, and they are, um, artfully arranged, right? And I think that that itself is actually a really, um, important statement of, of purpose. And even getting down to even what's there is that there is a, um, Elvis picture, but I believe it has googly eyes on it. Um, there is, um, you know, the a, a mirror, but a, a broken mirror, right? A cracked mirror um, with with lipstick on it, uh, with tweens written in lipstick and a and a kiss, um, and right, even just a broken mirror itself as kind of you know fractured identity, right? And, yeah. and kind of uh, refracted uh, refracted identity. Um, there's um, you know that the, there are. I believe there's a Jesus there. There's a cactus, uh, which uh, um, evokes, I don't know what, a little bit of Americana. You know, um, I don't know. You'd, th- you'd think there's a Jesus. I'm actually looking at it, and I'll link up the, uh, I'll link up the thing. In I'm the- looking at the, right, the right-hand side, uh, the, far, the extreme right, uh, about the middle or about um, a third of the way from, from the bottom. So that's, looks- a, so that's a poodle. <laughs> yeah, if you and that thing that looks like Jesus's face is actually the like the poodle has a mullet, and that's the like that's the mullet on the poodle. <laughs> well, there we go. I think I think we're even though we have some more time left. I think I think we're there. I think that um, I think we I think we just cracked it. We just saw the, through the magic eye. Um, and and it's sometimes you know sometimes uh, your Lord and Savior is just a poodle. <laughs> it's just right. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, the mirror is just a is just a right. reflector, right? Like, it's like it, for me, I've seen it now. I think it's like one of those, you know, that um, that optical illusion is yes. that from one direction it's a it's an old lady, and the other it's a it's a young fashionable woman. Right. This is like that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Is it? Yeah. Is it Jesus Christ Almighty or is it a poodle? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so this right, this is like this is like bedroom stuff. You you imagine like zooming out and there are sort of posters right on yeah. this wall, and there are you know I don't know. And there are stickers, right? There are stickers sure. and patches. Yeah, and there are there are like clothes strewn about the floor and things, and you know, and things like this, right? There's there's just a great kind of shambling, glorious mess. Um, that is. Uh, and it's also like, I mean, it's Elvis, right? It's not, uh, I don't know, Justin Bieber, but it wouldn't be Justin Bieber, but it's not, I mean, it's, it's a sort of sex symbol who has become, yeah, yeah. who has become anodyne because he's not alive anymore, you know, out of, it is almost already kind of, it's not the fattest Elvis, but it's not young Elvis. Either. Yeah. It's, it's, it, right. It's, it's, it's tween Elvis. It's late. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, he's, he is, um, between young Elvis and fat Elvis. Yeah. Right? So they actually have tween Elvis, um, uh, on the, on the album cover. I think that, you know, this, idea of betweenness and and as it relates to pop and and popness makes me actually think of um one of our uh 
TFT heroes, uh, Britney Spears, and her song um, "Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman." Sure. Um, and the also the poem of uh, the the poem version of that that's in the film uh, Crossroads, the classic, uh, classic two thousand one two thousand two film uh, uh, Crossroads, uh-huh. which I have in fact seen. Um, and uh, and and I think that that idea. It's interesting to think about in the kind of pop, pop, the non-trash pop canon, um, you know, of, I, I think that, you know, on the one hand, there's uh, Britney Spears, who at the time of Not a Girl, Not, Not Yet a Woman, you know, actually had not crossed, I, I could be wrong about where that's coming in, in the sequence, but she had really not crossed that trash threshold um yet of of kind of being seen to be um you know both in terms of the music and the the nature of the of the sexuality um she was much more in this pop mode and again i I think again about uh some of what we discussed on the um in our our discussion of uh, baby one more time and then i think of what's kind of contemporary you know trashy pop if not trash pop and i think of like Kesha or something like that, and and so you know the the um, you know brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack um, kind of, of of Kesha, and I think that that this is you know tweens is is again somewhere in between as well because it's not you know even though there are implications, it's not that you know it's not particularly wild or gross you know it's not Katy Perry not not that you know but but like Kesha kind of presents a certain amount of grotesqueness right in, yep. in her um in in the way in which he's uh, partying especially and kind of throughout um most of Kesha and the, and, the idea uh, and the idea of the kind of sexual license in in Kesha is not liberating it feels kind of gross right yeah I, yeah no no it feels more like you know more like a a not not exactly a burden but it feels like something that is exhausting right yeah it's sort of joy um, sort of joyless right like in the club till dawn whether you want to be whether you want to be or not kind of like that uh uh like that lmfao um right. Uh, the key and peel par- parody of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Of yeah, as well. exactly. Um, like yeah, the, that, that it's that it's this it's this hell. That, right. That yeah. The party. The party don't stop because the party keeps going. Right. right. Exactly. And the, and 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 by the way, um, if there's glitter on the floor, you are not going hardcore. <laughs> right, but if the glitter is in your uh, on your carefully arranged um, uh, 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 diorama, uh, then then you're then you're you're going just the right amount of hardcore. Right. Um, uh, well, any other um, even though um, even though the party never stops, this party actually will stop. Um, and even though this is a shorter episode than usual, uh, we're still doubling up the uh, length of the album, <laughs> which is which is the TFT guarantee. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we call it, we call it dropping the deuce. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, but do you have any other? Um, and and you know, it's been a little harder to do our uh, than usual to do our kind of um, classic uh, selected close reading, in part because uh, the lyrics are not available online, and I do not have a hard copy of the the record or cassette tape. Yeah, I wonder um, if the um, I wonder if the like the CD, the physical CD or the vinyl uh, has like has a booklet. 
Probably. I mean, they all do, don't they? They, they most do, but um, it's it's unclear. I and oh, and by the way, I gotta. I, I guess we can close on this. The the awful awful practices of the lyric sites, actually, except for I know we usually hate on them, but but um, Rap Genius did not do this. Um, they have placeholder pages already set up with the title tags with and all the like the SEO for um, for the tweens uh, record and all the the tracks but there's no content right so it's just an empty shell surrounded by two dozen ad impressions uh, but it shows up in Google because the title tracks and all all those things uh, the the titles and all the you know all the links are are in place so it's a, t- it's a t- terrible world when rap genius are the good guys it's like <laughs> like and i don't want to i don't even want to call out the names of them specifically because um uh i don't, I don't even want to call about uh, call out the name specifically because i don't want to like feed the troll well, you, lyrics you know sites. who they are you yeah. know who they are right <laughs> even and and even one of them is usually better than than the rest but they all so i clicked through with great expectation of seeing tween's lyrics only to find like empty pages with no uh with no lyrics on them which is that's that's just the worst well, were there any other? I think we and we 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 managed to capture some of the um the the most potent lines that that jumped out at us. Were there any like kind of last things that jumped out at you, you know, lyrically or, or musically uh, that kind of um that that stuck with you from uh, from this record? I'd have to. I mean, so I'm gonna pull up the I'm gonna pull up the record in front of me to um to to, to talk about it. Um, oh, by the way, uh. The, the, what does it mean to be tweens and not the tweens? Because on the uh, streaming service I use, they are listed as the tweens, hmm. and and the record is called um, uh, the record is called tweens, right? Well, I mean, again, I feel like for me, the uh, you know, in in uh, in. The TFT lexicon, the, you know, means the a claim to be the original uh, or authentic version of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So the tweens would be saying, like, that they are the tweens on Fifth Avenue, right? you know, beside but, the, the Banana Republic. Right. Um, but, but that's, but yeah, but that's not, I mean, it's, int- it's interesting, right, that, that, in fact, that's not the... Um, that's not the uh, uh, the name of the band. They get the they get the band name wrong. Though I'm I like I really ever since I heard on K Rock um, as a young man heard System of a Down uh, making fun of of people who get their stupid band name wrong. Uh, like yeah, all these people were like calling it a system of the down, and we were like, "Fuck you, losers!" It's system of a down, right? Ever since I heard that, I have vowed never ever to like. Well, actually, someone who just gets a band name a little bit wrong, but I, I think it's interesting, right? Because you know, don't be a dick like system of a down. Um, that I, I think it's interesting. Uh, that you know that a some person doing data entry right on this this streaming website um, and i 'm not going to name any streaming website until we can like do affiliate marketing through them and and get something for our trouble right no freebies from us <laughs> Rhapsody and Spotify. <laughs> 
Uh, that that whoever was <laughs> oops you did it again uh, that that whoever was doing data entry put in um, put in the tweens uh, instead you know instead of tweens because tweens is a is a without the the is a more interesting claim right like it's right. almost as though there is no authentic uh, uh, you know there is no sort of center or um, this is just a instance a, a, a one instance of tweens it's, right. it's an occurrence of tweendom um, or that uh, yeah we we're just. Um, yeah, that we are just we are just more tweens, or that there there is no original there is no original tween. Um, okay, so here's here's one that the lyrics didn't pop out at me because there are no lyrics. What do you think of the instrumental track halfway through the album? Um, I think it's really cool. That's a stoner, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's it's really cool, and I mean, I think that um, this is something I was actually going to talk about um, when when you were talking about the kind of sophistication of I'm going to steal your boyfriend vis-a-vis some of the kind of um, the way that the songs are composed and written on the rest of the album. Um, I mean, I think it's it's worth noting that I'm going to steal your boyfriend is labeled as a bonus track, right? And so even though I think it's included in most of the versions that are available, it's still being labeled as that there is an album, and then there is something that is um, an appendage to the album. Right. Um, and and it's really striking. I mean, it, it's um, it definitely very clearly doesn't um, fit uh, both in terms of the 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 song structure and um, and and a lot of uh, just of the other um, you know rhythmic elements of the song. What, but what I was going to say is that what I like about the album and then you know another way in which it's a really kind of thoughtfully put together album is that the that there is actually um, variety and texture. Um, in in the sequencing of the songs, right? So even though each individual song, I mean, some songs have some more kind of breakdowns or or, or bridges uh, where there's some space, but really a lot of the variation in texture happens at the level of the album of a whole of um, song sequence. So Stoner is cool um, for a few reasons. One, because as I was looking at this, um, at this track listing and having seen kind of Hardcore boy and girlfriend. I thought this was going to be a song about a stoner, um, and in a way, it is. Right. But it, it, but it is that without without any words, right? And that it it kind of imagines imagines um, a a you know a notional like what what is rock that is associated as being stoner rock, and it's slower and it's a little you know heavier and not necessarily heavier in in the in the you know the guitar sound although a lot of kind of rock associated stoner rock is but it's heavier in the ways that the um that the the downbeats come and the kind of you know, the 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 space between them and and the ways that they land and so i thought that that um it was kind of um an interesting change of pace that then worked with a lot of the rest of the um, of the album and uh, and and that um, it showed off I think some cool kind of um, variety and in instrumental tro- tro- cool. uh, chops. I mean, what did you did you? Yeah, I mean, uh, my my take on it was more or less similar to yours. Um, cool. Well, I think that um, I think we're we're about uh, unfortunately out of time. Uh, but if uh, but the conversation goes on, it goes on uh, on uh, Twitter um, at the at TFT podcast. I almost called it at the TFT podcast. <laughs> we are both we are both an ins- an instance of TFT podcast, and we are the TFT co- podcast on Fifth Avenue. Um, and uh, you can uh, obviously also join in the conversation on the show notes on overthinkingit.com dot uh, and just continue. 
continue the conversation. Give this album a spin. Um, let us know what you think about it. Um, how uh, you know what what themes you found interesting. How it connected back to some of the other. Um, punk albums and other pop albums that we've listened to what you think of of trash pop of um of the of the middle of america um and uh until the next time uh it's been real